1: Hey, Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHO Cubs podcast. And the good news, guys, is the Chicago Cubs cannot hurt us today because it is an off-day show. Cody DelMendo, Ryan Herrera, here in Studio B. They kicked us out of A. It's really hot in here. So if you see anyone sweating before the end of the show, it's probably me because I sweat way too much uh, because I'm a big dude. Uh (laughs) What a way to start the show. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, happy Monday. Cubs take three or four against the Cardinals this weekend. Am I happy about it? Absolutely. Am I bought back into the Chicago Cubs in 2023? Absolutely not. Just to put that out there. Just got to put it out there for everyone. Ryan,
0: how you doing? Good. It was a long homestand. I feel like I haven't actually been in the office in like three weeks. But yeah. It was a long homestand and, um, you know, didn't start off great against mm-hmm. Boston, but... Cubs picked up a bunch of wins, five out of their last six. So uh, we are still in the, um, what are they going to do at the trade deadline phase Mm -hmm. of this season, which I wasn't expecting. I thought maybe, honestly, I thought the Cardinals would end the dream, right? (laughs) They would end the Cubs dream, um, but they didn't. And the Cubs managed to take those last three. So we are still going.
1: The Cardinals, I mean, I know they've been bad all year. They always play play up with the Cubs no matter what. Mm -hmm. And it's like vice versa in all the bad seasons the Cubs have had when the Cardinals are always good. But, man, did they, like – like, their lineup yesterday was hilariously bad on top of the hilariously bad defense that they had all weekend. Um, like, I knew they were bad, but they were playing well going into that series. They had swept the Marlins. Mm-hmm. And for the Cubs to take three out of four this weekend – I will, obviously, I, I said they had to sweep, but to still take three of four, it's pretty impressive. I'll, I'll say that much. So, um Yeah, it was a, a, you know, it was a good weekend for the Cubs. And, um, you know, like you said, we're still trying to, uh, we're still in the, are we buying, are we selling? Snip, snap, snip, snap, Michael Scott. Um, (laughs) That was a a great meme from from Corey. Yeah, shout out to Corey Friedman for that one. Uh, With that said, Ryan wrote a great article this morning uh, about the Cubs, are the Cubs still uh, will they make the trade deadline interesting? I guess you could, I guess that's the headline. Can the Cubs still make the trade deadline decision? Interesting. Um, so check that out at all I, I feel like last week, a lot of our shows, it went, we would start it with, Oh, they did this. They did this. Are we buying or selling? And the, the losses we would sit there and talk about how they're going to sell. And the wins that we would sit there and talk about how they're going to buy. We obviously they've won three in a row. Now they've won what? Five out of six. I'm doing about math correctly. Six, yes. Um, you know, they they played, I asked for a six and one week last week. They gave us five and two, whatever. Um, the question still remains, are we buying or selling? And so, uh, yeah, go check out that article. We're going to, I guess we'll talk a little bit about it. Obviously we were doing a mailbag show today. Um, we got some questions from the discord. If you have a question in the, in the YouTube chat, uh, we'll try to read some. We'll definitely read it if you send a super chat. So uh, if you really want your question read, like I know our friend Gary Ross wants us to read, make sure you send a super chat. If you did great not, friend into the Discord. Yes, great friend. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, I guess my my current feel on the Chicago Cubs right now is great weekend. You play. Yeah, you had. A good start out of Jameson Tyone yesterday you defied the odds of a Sunday like never can win on Sunday they went on a Sunday this they, they want to start with Tyone Cody Bellinger is the hottest man on the planet and is playing at an unreal like level right now we know it's not going to remain like this forever but he's playing like an MVP at this very moment he's been red hot in july he's carrying this offense right now Mm -hmm. yesterday yeah he had the two-run homer but also the rest of the offense came they helped score five runs yesterday so uh the offense played well this weekend you had you got good pitching saturday's game was wild uh with the how they went with the opener and then brought smiley in um the bullpen kind of shut it down later in the game after the after the rain delay but cody bellinger again carried the team on saturday um it's just, uh you know, they were fun games to watch. At the very least, whether you think this team is buying or selling or not, whatever, like, the last two games have been really fun to watch. I will say that much, and that's what makes watching the Cubs and Cardinals uh, at Wrigley or even at Bush Stadium, like, every summer is – it that's what makes those games exciting is cause they're always close and they're always mm-hmm. – there's always something that comes out of it that you're like, wow, that was a great game.
0: Yeah, well, it was like – it's one of those where you, like, kind of throw the record books out and just mm-hmm. go play the game because those two big rivals – um, but that's what I'm saying. What I was saying earlier was like, go. That that's kind of why I thought I'm like it would be so Cubs for the Cardinals to be the ones to kind of end the dream. Yeah. Um, that first game. I mean, we talked about it. We were on the show with I think Kevin Wells. Um, the first game of that series Thursday when they lost, and it was like, that was like as close as we got to like, all right, like a hundred percent. because we are selling. The this, this season's over. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, even one more loss probably would have been the nail in the coffin. Yeah. They did enough to start to reel people back in. Um, so, like, my, you, you mentioned my article. Thank you, by the way, for credit to you. Big of uh, me. <laughs>
1: big of me. Let's uh, just make that known. It's very big of me. Um,
0: that was one of the first ones that I wrote uh, in this last week that was like, okay, maybe the Cubs can actually still sell. Like, I, I think every time I wrote or we went on the podcast or whatever, I gave them that little benefit of the doubt where it's like, there's still a scenario, there's still a chance, blah, 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 right? Right. It comes in another this last week to kind of make it like they have increased their odds of actually buying or, or not just not selling at the deadline because they're three games out right now, six and a half in the in the division, five and a half in the wild card. Like that's not an insurmountable number of games to to make up in the last two months of the season. So yeah. they got another week. And, you know, I think one of the things is we kind of have to like remember who they beat this last week the nationals and the cardinals who i think are a combined 29 games below 500 right now um so that plays into it but also they have just a relatively easy schedule going forward anyway but you also just you have to take care of business and beat the teams that you're playing against right Right. like you can't take anything away from them for taking uh what was it six of or five of seven from uh, the nationals and cardinals because that's what they needed to do that's the teams they were put in front of them and they beat them and we saw earlier in the season they couldn't beat the Nationals in a four game series, right? Um, so that it was obviously just a good sign for them to take those games that they were probably favored in, and they definitely should have won um, and went out and did it. Now we're sitting here, eight days away from the trade deadline, eight you know a few hours too, but um, yeah. I still can't say I still would probably lean that the Cubs are going to sell off some pieces. Just because they have work to do, right? Like, they have not, just because they won this last week, they haven't put themselves in position to buy, right. right? Like, they still have work to do. They still have to go out. They got two against the White Sox, four against the Cardinals. They probably have to go at least 5-1 and one in that stretch and, and hope that the Brewers and Reds kind of beat up on each other. Maybe the Reds take two of three since they're in second place. Brewers are in first. Um, And then who the, the Brewers have the Braves, and the Reds have the Dodgers this this, mm-hmm. this weekend. So, like... The Cubs have to take care of their own business and hope that the Brewers and Reds struggle this week. That's 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 the only way to get themselves back in it. I understand if the Cubs are over are at or over five hundred at the end of the week, like it may really feel like they're buyers, but they do still need some help in that department too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think obviously, not only do the Cubs take care of business, even again, I, I said they should they needed to sweep this weekend. They still took three or four and. St- and still managed to gain ground and not only the division, but the wild card. Five and a half back in the wild card, you know, you mentioned they beat the Cardinals and the Nationals. Well, the Giants did they did not play well against the Rockies this weekend. I'm pretty sure is who they played. Um, you know, a lot of those teams at the top of the wild card right now are not playing well. And I think so, that's what
0: we seen in the National League all year is just very yeah. up and down inconsistent, right. like kinda like the Cubs.
1: Yeah, so I'm not saying that they should buy because, oh, the wild card. I'm just saying that baseball is baseball, and at this point, anything can happen. And listen, the Cubs had a very, very tough schedule to start the year. They're due for some some easier opponents. I'm sorry. Um, so, again, I'm with you in the fact that I still think they're selling I said last week when they lost against the Cardinals that they needed to win the rest of those games and then beat the White Sox in both games for for me to even be bought back in. I either said it on that or I said it after they lost to the Nationals. I can't remember. I just have refused to pull myself back in like I already have once this year. I'm not going to do it again unless... They get to 500 and ascend from there. I, I'm not doing it. So they have, like you said, they have to go at least 5-1 and one this week. And, again, starts tomorrow at the cell. So I'm uh, – I like the way the team's playing, though, in terms of how they've gotten these wins. I think Dansby Swanson being back is kind of an underrated thing uh, that people were talking about. Obviously, everyone's talking about Bellinger and the trade value and all this, but Swanson being back, especially on Saturday – he was huge for them, not only defensively but obviously offensively. So, if he's playing well this next week or so, you got you at least feel really good about the rest of the season with him um, in the future. He's uh, to me, I felt like a lot of people were criticizing him way too much this year. Considering you know the power hasn't necessarily been there. You know he hit mm-hmm. twenty plus homers last year. He's got ten this year. He's getting on base at a decent clip. He gives you elite defense. He's a leader in the locker room, however you want to measure that is up to you. I don't care. Uh, I do think though that his presence in the lineup and obviously defensively changes this team's dynamic immensely. And we saw it for honestly from the moment he got back in the lineup, we saw that the rest of the weekend. So,
0: yeah, no, it it was a, like I said, very important weekend for them to win some games. They did. And you know, all they can do is just keep winning, moving forward. Like, that's as simple as it gets is just win games, keep winning games, beat the Sox like you should, beat the Cardinals in St. Louis like you should. I mean, I'm not going to say they – I'm expecting them to sweep that one, but, like, they're a better team than the Cardinals. The Cardinals at that point may have already sold off some of their pieces. Um, So that's – you know, games they need to win. Games they need to win, it's as simple as it gets. Um, Yes, they need some other help from outside teams as far as the division goes or even the – Uh, teams ahead of them in the wild card but yeah they need first and foremost to take care of
1: their own business otherwise the rest of that stuff doesn't matter right um i was going to save this for the second segment but you want just for fun uh we can talk about if they were to maybe buy a little bit not like trade off a bunch of guys for a rental but something that would make sense for the rest of the year if they are in position to buy i saw our friend uh, Brett Taylor over a Bleacher Nation right about CJ Crone uh this morning mm. who uh he is a uh first baseman for the Rockies if you don't know. Um this year he's kind of having a down year. He's got a ninety two away runs creative plus he's hitting two fifty five on base of two ninety nine but slugging four eighty. So he has he's always had the power. I think when I feel like every time the last couple of years where the Cubs have gone to Colorado he's hurt them in some sort of fashion but for you know so for the for this year he's kind of having a down year but uh in july he's hitting 319 347 on base and 681 slugging with a 159 where way, way he runs created. plus people probably be talking about him more in trade value if cody bellinger wasn't doing what he's doing um so he's red hot right now i don't know what it would take to get him but he again he's a rental he's a little bit older like but despite him having a down year he's still a better option at first base offensively at least than trey mancini um and you can and you can still platoon him with matt mervis if you do call him up because he's a right-handed hitter so i'm interested in your thoughts on cj crone yeah i mean he's a solid player for the rock he's like you know all-star
0: at some point i want to say right maybe last year or the year before yeah um I mean, he's, yeah, he's an older player, rental contract. I don't remember how much would be. seven and you know? a, seven and a half, basically. Seven so, and a half million. Uh, yeah. So he was an all-star last year, actually. Um, yeah. No, yeah. He's,
1: he's had a very good major league career. Yeah.
0: I, I think, you know, reading into it a little bit, he's had something of a down year um, this year, but not, you know, like his numbers would still be better than what the Cubs have gotten at first base, even yeah. though they are um, subpar compared to what he was last year. You know, if they're, if they're in a mode of buying, right, like that's one of the positions where they need help is first base and DH, I guess would be considered in that too. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I think, I don't think that's a, cause you're not going to give up like real guys that you like are expecting to be part of your future. Like you're probably, you may give up some, um, you know, some of those guys that are eligible for rule five or something, or um, maybe guys that you aren't as high on, but have that kind of major league potential. Um, the Rockies are obviously in a sell mode type of, season again um and so we'll see well i i don't i don't think it's a bad pickup if as far as like maybe adding a little bit of offensive help to a position of need um but again it comes down to just like if they're gonna buy that's a move yeah if they're not i don't know if i see them i
1: think that's the kind of move though that this team will make if they do buy yeah well yeah i mean
0: yeah if they do go for it yeah if they do want to make that this is Last wishful monthly. thinking if
1: things go well this week. Re- and I, I thought the article that Brett Taylor wrote at Bleacher Nation was interesting because, like, I see Gary in the chat saying, Krohn, uh, you know, he's bad at defense. And, yes, this year he's had a back issue. Um, well, first off, while I value defense very, very much, again, like me and Ryan both said, the offense that he's provided in a down year is still better than what Trey Mann's, like, the combination of anything that – that the Cubs have gotten at first base this year, and, and if and if they were in position to potentially buy, that is an option that's not going to cost you long term. You're not giving away major prospect for him, and he's a rental, so you're not going to have to pay him next year. And again, because he's a right hand hitter, it doesn't necessarily block Matt Mervis. He can just platoon with, with uh, Crowe the rest of the year if they decide to yeah. do something like that. Because uh, listen. He is
0: also, he has, uh, at first base this year, one defensive run saved, two outs above average. That's in 399 innings at first base, so he's not, like, he hasn't. I think he's been, by the numbers, better than what Mancini's provided. The I was Cubs taking
1: year. Gary's word for, for in full there. So. There
0: is also <laughs> um, something about, like, the back, back issues. I think he had something earlier yeah, in the year, early in the and year. he just had another little Maybe more of a precautionary thing mm. this weekend. Yeah, is I remember what, what I remember reading. So um, either way, you're not going to have to give up a ton for it. No, anyway. you won't. But it's also a move that like you're obviously going to need to do your due diligence yeah. uh, as far as like what is causing the back stuff. Why he's having a down year compared to his All Star season last year. Like that's something the Cubs are going to have to do their due diligence. But like you said, it's not going to cost you a ton as far as prospects go right and that's kind
1: of like my thing and that's been my thing all season is if they are buyers we're we're, they're not they're doing similar buying as what they did in like 2015 when they traded for Dan Heron and Austin Jackson like they they got some depth they added a pitcher like and that was like on the very back end of his career like they're this isn't obviously this is not the year that they are going to shove it all in there and make a, a roll Chapman type trade or even the Quintana trade. Right. So, uh, and, and whether they go five and one this week or not, they go five and one this week. They're not going to make a trade like that. But I do think tr- making a trade like, like this for crone is interesting and it makes sense if things go well. So I just wanted to bring yeah. that up because if, yeah, it's a big if, a, yeah, <laughs> Let a guy dream. I listen. I'm. I. I don't believe things are going to go the way that I want them to go. But let let a guy dream. All right. So, how far are we into the show, Stephen? We are 17 minutes. minutes. 18. 18. I got 18 17 minutes. on the YouTube feeder. Now well, it's a little whatever. behind. I guess. All right, man. Like, all right. We'll, we'll go. We'll go. will <laughs> go. What you say? Well, before we go in this ad first ad break, I did want to bring up. Uh, Gary, who we keep giving Gary all this attention, big of us, big of me to do that. <laughs> he threw in the Discord today that uh, a tweet from Joe Doyle on Twitter tomorrow is the MLB draft signing deadline, and which the, he listed a you know a handful of guys who have remained unsigned um, with their organizations, and that includes Jackson Wiggins for the Cubs, who was taking the second round this year. Um, he was the he was this, the comp pick that he that the Cubs got from the Cardinals as part of the Wilson Contreras uh, free agent signing. So mm-hmm. tomorrow, if it, tomorrow's a big day in, 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 in order of that, because I, and I don't think that they're going to let that get away, but they better get it done because if they don't sign him and not, and then on top of failing to move Contreras last year, all, despite all the reasons why they weren't, it's going to look bad. And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be pretty pissed. They would literally have gotten rid of him for nothing. For nothing. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Literally nothing.
2: Not like. (laughs) But that's still better than signing him, as it turned out.
0: Yeah. um, So Wiggins. Right now, yes, it does look better. Wiggins and it looks (laughs) like Sam Armstrong, the 13th round pick, um, right handed pitcher out of Old Dominion are the only two that have not been signed, according to Cubs.com's tracker. Um, Well, yeah. I mean, that's. Jackson Wiggins is a guy they obviously thought pretty highly of and wanting yeah. to get signed Coming off Tommy John. Yeah. I'm so want to get signed. Um, I, I do remember like Dan Kantrovitz talking to us and like really emphasizing the fact that they need to bring him in, like make sure he gets signed. So I think maybe there was some, uh, a little foreshadowing that like they were going to really have to negotiate with, with him to get him to sign. Yeah. Um, they have, you know, a full day to do that. Right. Like that's, uh, I want to say 4 p.m on Tuesday, July 25th to get it done. We'll see. Um, You know, he, uh, the guy, again, obviously a guy they thought pretty highly of to use that comp pick uh, that they got for Wilson Contreras. We'll see what they can do. But it, as you said, it would obviously be pretty disappointing to not get that guy considering that. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. He was the
1: guy that he was that Wilson Contreras pick. People are saying in the chat that if they don't get it done, then they still get a comp pick for next year. I I don't know how I'm just being honest with you all. I don't know how it works. No
2: one knows how the MLB draft works. <laughs> it's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I think right they running. would
1: get another comp pick, but... Okay. Um, Either way, it still would be a disappointment in my eyes. Um, especially with the high upside that Wiggins has. Yeah, he's coming off Tommy John, uh, but how many other guys are, have, had, 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 have had Tommy John and have gone on to have successful careers? Uh, but he And also have the upside that he had going into this draft... Um, you know, he was good at Arkansas before, you know, the injury. So, uh, at least wow. according to highlights that I've watched and what people have said, prospect guys, that's that's my information. So, um, um, yeah. according to Greg Zumak, our friend,
0: he tweeted yesterday that Sam Armstrong announced he had signed with the Cubs. I didn't okay. see that, but assuming that's true, we do trust Greg. Um, so do that's trust 19 Greg. out of 20,
1: so it would yeah. be just Jackson Wiggins at this uh, point. You know, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story, am I right? Um, all right. Well, again, just wanted to point it out. The Cubs better get it done. I think it would be a very disappointing thing, like we both just said. So, uh, anyway, let me tell you about our friends at Hooters. Uh, Hooters <laughs> is your spot to catch all the games this season, right? Uh, step up to our plate for world-famous wings, delicious seafood, it's stacked sandwiches, salads, and more. Tons of great beer specials and $6 drinks all day, every day. Uh, some of their seafood specials, 9 1983 for a pound of $19.83 for a pound of crab legs. Great prices on Buffalo and steamed shrimp. Hooters is celebrating their 40 years in business all year long in honor of the anniversary. On the 4th of every month, Hooters will be hosting throwback events, bringing the 80s back with 83 cent wings and other great specials. Next one is on August 4th. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, I love Hooters, Ryan. I
0: also love Hooters, and you know what else I love? What's that? Game time. Ooh. Uh, um, Yeah, so buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. You know, I'm going through the game time app right now, which is the day of our kind of meetup on the south side this week. Is it Wednesday or two, Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday. So I'm looking at game time right now. Wednesday, tickets as low as, you know, $38 is what I'm seeing right now for Cubs-Sox. It's not bad rate for cubs yeah. yeah, so if you want to go to a Cubs-Sox game and there'll be a lot of us there too, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. It's pretty cheap through game time. Game time is the place for the last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get ex- exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO. For $20 off, download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
1: I love Game Time. That's how I was able to go to a beautiful historic Wrigley Field yesterday and watch the Cubs take three out of four against the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals who were supposed to win the Central, run away with the Central. I was also told seven All-Stars by some idiots on the Internet that I haven't forgot. I just wanted to point that out once again. Anyway, all right, it's mailbag time. I figured we'd wait to the middle of the show to do it. Um, like we said, if you have a question where we see everyone throwing in their questions, uh, so it's hard to like catch up, but if you really, really want us to read your question, do it with a super chat. Uh, do, don't we have one? Do we yeah, have we do have table? one super chat
2: from Fernando. Okay. Let's start with that.
1: Yeah. He says, uh, so Stro and Belly for who non-prospect player, <laughs> uh, that's $9 always, 99? that's what you, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I mean, that's always tough, to. Mm-hmm. No, especially, like, we've
0: talked about how trade, like, uh, um, what team they're willing to give up for rentals has yeah. gone down compared to where they were, you know, a decade ago when the Cubs were doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was at the Athletic, it was a Tim Britton, uh, gave a couple comps for both Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger. Okay. Um, one comparison he made was you Darvish for Marcus Stroman. U. Darvish in 2017, not the 2021. Okay. Um, in dealing Darvish, the Rangers received Willie Calhoun, a consensus top 100 prospect, AJ Alexi, a recent 11th round 11th round pick who'd cracked LA's top 20 prospects, and Brennan Davis, an A ball outfielder that was a fringe 30 prospect in the Dodgers system. Uh, I mean that was six years ago at this point. Which yes, again, like the the um, landscape and the market changes every year. So I I don't, I mean, they know better than me. I don't know. I don't know exactly what Marcus Strowman could get in a trade package like that, but that is what at least one expert is comparing him to. I guess we'll see if and or when they do trade him, what that package would look like. But that's at least one person's opinion on what a a, a comparison on what the Cubs could uh, do with Strowman Bellinger. um, He compared him to Carlos Beltran in 2016. He did make, you know the um, case that Bellinger's obviously 28 and Beltron was 39 then, um, but it was again it was seven years ago. The market has changed. Maybe I guess what he's saying is maybe more like Bellinger may get a little closer to what Beltron got then, even though he's younger, just because of the way teams have kind of pulled back on what they're willing to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess he also compared it to Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant trade in 21 um, for. Obviously, Alexander Canario, who was a top-10 prospect in the Giants system at the time, and at the time, Double A pitcher Caleb Killian, who had posted very strong results that season. Uh, We have not seen the fruits of that trade yet, obviously. Alexander Canario dealing with two pretty serious injuries and still kind of working his way back into full-time playing, Um, and Caleb Killian not having the kind of success that the Cubs were hoping for when they brought him up last year and then earlier again this season. Um, But that is a couple comps that, yes, the Athletic has given for those two guys. Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't know because a lot of these things always kind of surprise us when we don't know what teams are are legitimately trying to make offers, what teams are legitimately trying to give up, what the Cubs are really looking at as far as what they want to get. I understand wanting to get more major league or close to it players for those two guys because of – the last sell-off and a lot of 18 to 19-year-olds and guys that have not cracked the majors yet. I get that. Um, we'll see what the Cubs end up doing. I, I think for those two guys, if they do end up being traded, you you may probably see a, um, returns featuring maybe a guy or two that's closer to the major league ready than not. Um, But we'll see. Like I said, market changes every year. What we saw last year doesn't mean that's what we're going to see this year as far as what teams are willing to give up. A lot of teams might get desperate considering we're kind of getting closer to the trade deadline now and we've only had, what, three trades Mm -hmm. at this point? So we'll see. I'm I'm always intrigued on this stuff, but I
1: never really know what exactly to expect from it. Right. I mean – just to give my two thoughts related to Fernando's super chat, I've always remained that if they're going to trade Stroman and Bellinger, that if they get guys who can play next year on next year's team, uh, you know, I can, I can swallow yet another lost season if that is the case. So, um, all right. From the discord, um, let's do our, we did have one more super chat. Yeah, but I feel like we should read our Discord first, and then we can do this other Super Chat. I mean, there's the Super Chats. Okay, bucks. fine. Chats, we'll bucks. do Who this. Is, $2 from uh, 64 Hoops. We'll just do it. He's All right. He's paying us. He is paying <laughs> us. So so are <laughs> people or, in the Discord. 64 but, Hoops know. is paying uh, us. Is saying. it possible that the Cubs don't buy or sell? I don't think so. I, no, I, I, think so. I doubt that
0: they stand completely pat. Yeah. It could be a soft sell, soft buy kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Either They're way. They're doing something. But, I, yeah, I doubt that they're going to just continue running with the, the team that they have right now, whether that means they make a couple small additions to maybe bolster the bullpen or a CJ Krohn, or they go to the cell and deal Stroman and or Cody Bellinger and or maybe some someone like Michael Fulmer or something. Yeah. I, I don't see them staying, Pat.
1: I would All say right. um, if they if they buy, they still might sell some of these bullpen pieces and give some of the younger guys a, a, ch- a shot. But, you know, I think there's a little bit of both that we could see if the Cubs go have a good week this week. So, um, okay. Now we'll get to the... Now we can do the, the, the Discord. The first um, one's from... Um, for, most of these Gary are Ross. from Gary.
2: Um, this one says, this <laughs> is from Gary Ross. Assuming the Cubs sell, I set the over under at three and a half. Do you agree?
1: <sighs>
0: Trying as to do far as that
1: line being three and a half, I would agree, yeah. I'd
0: probably... Well, yeah, I'd probably say over, though. Yeah, I would say yeah.
1: over if, if they...
0: I think that's a good line, but yeah. I, I would probably go with the... If they're in the sell mode, I would probably go mode. over. Yeah, I think... I mean, you can list off of the guys that they may potentially move. Mm-hmm. I think Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman are at the top of the rumor mill, at least. Kyle Hendricks is a possibility, even though I think that's a lot less likely that they do deal him. But a guy like Julian Merriweather, I mentioned Fulmer... Um, you know potentially could be you know relievers that are on the move at the deadline yeah we'll see I think if they're in sell mode I'd probably take the over on that one but three and a half is a good line to set yeah
1: I even if and if they buy three and a half I think would you would take the under because I think that they get two players max if they do buy so and that would probably be Maybe a guy like Crone and if, you know, maybe even a guy like Candelario uh, from Washington. So
2: we'll see. Um, this one also from Gary. Assuming Boris is true to his word and based on reporting from Jesse Rogers this morning on radio, Belly is going to free agency regardless. Do you trade him for a team's number one, two, or three prospect? He might be the best hitter on the market if Otani is not
1: available. Um... um I mean, I, yeah. listen, I, I don't know, like, I don't know what, how the market will be, right? Like, I was telling some guys out on the couch, some of our sales guys out on the couch about, you know, the market and how you're not seeing teams give away their top prospects for guys who are going to be rentals. And Bellinger's going to be a rental, basically. He, he's going to go to free agency uh, this offseason, and Like, I don't think you can get the prospect capital that you could have necessarily five, seven years ago. You know, like, I think they could get a good haul for Bellinger for sure, but are you going to get a team's number one, two, or three prospect? I don't think so. I really don't.
0: That's where I sit. Yeah, I think the second part of it is I don't know what they would get. I mean, maybe they do something like they did with Baez and – Trevor Williams getting, you know, I don't even know where Pete Carl Armstrong was ranked at that point in time as far as the Mets He wasn't in the top 100 or anything
1: like that. Well, in the Mets Mets system, I I don't know exactly what it was. You Um, immediately went to the top five for the Cubs at that time, but the Cubs system was so bad at that time. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe
0: you package a Cody Bellinger type with, you know, someone like Michael Michael Fulmer, just a name I'm going to keep throwing out there. I'm not saying he's absolutely going to get traded, but as far as, like, someone who could – Maybe you package him. He's been better, obviously, lately. Um, maybe that's how you do it, to try to boost what you might get in return as far as a prospect goes. But as we see in the chat, no no one wants prospects anymore. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but to the first part of that question, um, yeah, I mean, I do... I would assume that what Scott Boris and Cody Bellinger had planned going into this season remains true. I don't see them really entertaining extension negotiations in season. And I certainly don't see them signing one. Um, I do think the goal was for Cody Bellinger to reestablish that he's a very good baseball player, which he's done so far. Yep. Um, go back out in the market and see what he can get in free agency with Scott Boris as his client or as his agent. I see that as a very strong possibility. Um, so, as far as trading him, if you're, if you're on the market side of trading of selling, I think you. I'm still, I'm still saying that they, they need to trade Bellinger. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still on the side that like you need to see what you can get for him.
1: Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with seeing what you can get. For I, him. and I, <laughs> I, but
0: if they're selling, I'm like they, yeah. they need to. He's he's the guy that would get you a, a rather big haul on this team, considering that the boxes he checks as far as a lefty bat, power, Gold Glove defense at two different positions, mm-hmm. like. You're gonna get something good, something valuable, and if you're selling, if you're selling and you're not going for it in the second half, if that's the mindset that they take into the trade deadline, I just don't see how keeping Cody Bellinger fits into that. Yeah, that, that's selling. just me. That's me. If yeah. they're if they decided, you know, they're they're not gonna make up any ground. Like this this week doesn't go how they plan, right? They're not gonna make up more ground. They lose ground on both those potential playoff races and on the 500 record and they decide they're going to sell, holding on to Cody Bellinger just doesn't make sense just because whatever you do with him is not going to affect your chances of re-signing him in the offseason. I think that's why I would say if you're not going for it in the last two months of the season, Cody Bellinger should be traded.
1: I mean, my whole whole thought on trading Bellinger, if you can can get on a haul with guys that can perform next year, And, you know, if, yeah, if you can get a one, two or three number, number one, two or three prospect in an organization system, or if they're in the top 100, like, sure, you can buy me into it. I just hate the semantics of the idea of it. And that has nothing to do with like, what they can get with it. It has everything to do with how I feel about the Cubs organization at this point.
2: Um, okay. Do we have What's the next one? one? We have another one. We got two more in the discord. Let's right. break up the Gary Ross questions. And we got one from Brad. We'll get back to How much money will it take to sign Shohei? and will Ricketts <laughs> open the checkbook and act like a high revenue club and get a deal done? Oh my God.
0: I mean, what are, what are we, <laughs> what are we seeing? 500 to 600 million is like yeah. what the expectation
2: Ugh. is. Like I think a half billion has got to be the minimum, right?
0: For, for a guy that's a superstar on both sides of the ball, pitching and at the plate, like he's gonna get a lot of <laughs> a lot of money this off season. Oh, I think five hundred million is about what you're starting at. Yeah. Um, as far as if the Cubs would go out and get Shohei Otani, um, they I mean they have to sign like a two hundred million dollar contract at some point, right? Like, yeah. like they have not signed a two hundred million dollar contract where a lot of other teams have. Shohei Otani is gonna more than double that. Mm. I don't know. I guess I guess if we're going off track record, I would lean no. But like if if this team is ready to be legitimate and legitimately start competing and acting like the big market franchise, they can. They have the resources to do it. I know that. They know that. Everyone kind of knows it. Like they are they are the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. They do make a lot of money. They have a lot of resources up, you know, in par with the Yankees and Dodgers if they're serious about Going out and trying to get Shohei Ohtani, they could do it. I'm not saying they will, but they absolutely could based on what they, you know, the resources that they have that we know they have, and they can do it if they really, you know, want to. Does that yeah. mean they do? I don't know what they do, but they could do it if they tried.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't feel like they will do it. Um, to me, the off season, and I hate, I mean, I hate that we're talking about the off season here in July, but. um to me, the uh, this offseason is as big as going into the, you know, whether this team makes the playoffs or not. This is as big an off season as going into, you know, twenty sixteen. in a, in In some in some aspects, that team in twenty fifteen su- surprised everyone, and they added they they brought in some guys to supplement their roster, and you know they were able to take that next step to to not only just be a real playoff contender but actually win the world series and you know depending on how this roster looks after the trade deadline as we sit here right now say they stand pat and this team you know sneaks into a wild card or maybe wins the division whatever this this offseason will be as big as as that 20 that after the 2015 season cuz you get into the playoffs you get a little get some young guys a little bit of a taste then you got your better prospects coming up next year you gotta supplement your roster even more with the resources you have. You know, like PCA is probably gonna be on the Cubs next year. We're gonna see some other pitching prospects make their debut next year. Probably, You'll probably see two. a few make them this year. Yeah, that I mean, half, as well. But like second. they're gonna they're gonna be a part of this team, and like you know the Cubs are high on those guys. So for them to really take that big step, no matter honestly, outside of well they they could re sign Belger, whatever, and Strowman. At this point, with what this roster looks like, if if they do stand pat or add, and then you go into the offseason, maybe, and again, if you make the playoffs or you, you're in it to the very end at the very least, it is as big an offseason as you know, per, perhaps even going into 2016 in terms of just putting a real team out there. That way me, Ryan, Corey, Luke, and Brendan don't have to sit on this podcast and be like, oh, if this happens, maybe they'll make the plus. <laughs> if this happens, if this happens, like all these ifs. I want this This offseason is about putting together a team that you can sit here on opening day and and look at that roster and say, this team is going to win the division, and I know it. That's what this offseason is all about. And whether that includes adding Shohei Otani or not remains to be seen. And I don't think it, if it does happen, I don't think it won't be because they signed – Shohei Ohtani they have the resources to get other dudes too yeah. he's not the only guy on the market yes I would love Ohtani every team would love Ohtani every fan would want Ohtani on their team I'm just saying in terms of wh- what the expectation should be for this offseason that's where my expectation is no matter what happens yeah. at this deadline because that 2024 is supposed to be the window of when they start to ascend to a consistent playoff contender
0: yeah I would also comment on the Ricketts cheap Thing which is still going on in the chat. Um, oh, from our friend Michael Colada. From from everyone. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, st- I I still don't agree that he's cheap. I think he. I mean, he's not Steve Cohen. Right. That's for sure. He's never gonna. I don't not, think he, no owners like Steve. Cohen. He's, he's not going to spend money like Steve Cohen. And uh, I, you know, the Padres. The Padres are obviously a good example of like spending all the money that you have, like going all in. Doesn't always work out. I think. Uh, I'm. I'm not saying. I don't think Ricketts is, is saying Ricketts is cheap is the reason that they wouldn't sign Shohei Otani, I think yeah, it's going to be a lot of money, right? And mm-hmm. the Cubs obviously have other areas that they, they need to improve on. Um, so I, I don't Imagine, think I don't think I don't think Ricketts being cheap that narrative is like beca- I, if they don't sign Shohei Otani, I'm not going to say it's because Tom Ricketts is being cheap. Right. It costs it's going to cost a lot of it's money cost to get a lot him of money. for a team that's still trying to build something mm-hmm. up. It's going to cost a they're, lot of money. They're going
1: even if they signed Otani, they're still going to have holes on the roster and you're going to you're going to be relying on some of these young guys to come up and maybe fill a hole, but also like, you know, it's a lot easier when you can get some MLB proven talent in there too. So again, I'm I think that with how much money the Cubs have, they should be able to sign any player they want including Otani and if they really care about taking that next step into like being a real contender next year, um, signing Otani would be awesome, would be great. But oh, it would definitely it, help. It, it, w- it definitely would help. But also, like they got to make other good moves too. And so I think trying to find that line of like what else is this roster going to need. Right now, I've been saying it all year, they need help at first base. They need help at, at third base. That's going to cost money too. Unless some of your prospects come up and and help, you know, maybe Mervis becomes the guy. If he gets that chance here in the second half, maybe he becomes a guy. I don't know. But are you going to feel good about Mervis in 2024? If he performs well for two months at the end of this year, that's a, and that's kind of a risk that they're willing, that I think they might be willing to take if he plays well enough. But, you know, again, Otani is two superstars and one player. Absolutely. should Should be considered, um, so yeah. I got an interesting wrinkle
2: with that question. Right now, the biggest contract ever signed in American sports is Patrick Mahomes at five hundred three mil. Yeah. It's gonna pass. He's gonna pass it. It's gonna
0: pass. Well, he signed. what Mahomes signed for ten years, right? Yeah. I don't know that his uh, Otani's AAV will pass it. Like I don't know because I don't know exactly what it's gonna be as far as like cause years and yeah, obviously affects the AAV. I think overall money he'll pass Mahomes.
2: How about biggest contract ever? This this one's gonna be a lot here. Lionel Messi. Six hundred seventy-four million. Any percent chance that he breaks that? Oh, um, maybe if he was younger. I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a he's non-zero. Like Twenty-five years old. Yeah. yeah. I think it's
0: a non-zero chance that he breaks it, but it's like pretty close to zero. Okay. So yeah. I give it. That's a lot of money. Right. That's a lot of money for Because how old is he now? Is
1: he? 30, he's gonna be thirty, right? I mean, th- and his whenever he signs. I want to say yeah. Oh, I like be thirty.
0: That'll be. I mean, again, yeah, I get good. like he has two superstar players in one. And so I think he could totally hit that 600. So, yeah, he just turned
2: 29. He just turned 29.
0: So next year will be his age 30-ish season. Yeah. Um, like He will get a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Like 600 million is very much, like, in play for Shohei Otani. Yeah. 674 is what you said, Steven. Like yeah. That may be, like, if he were to hit that, it might be, like, the result of, like, a bidding war, the end of a bidding war. It's, like, this team really needs to get him, and they're willing to give him that kind of money. I don't mm-hmm. – hundred. Feels safer to me because that still feels a little bit on the high side.
1: Um, we got one more Discord question, but let's do an ad break and then we'll read it. Um, let me tell you guys nothing makes me feel better after Cubs win than walking down Clark Street and going to Sunnyside. Me and Corey specifically. Uh, Sunnyside is your home for judgment free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high quality products sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs no matter where you are on your cannabis journey easy online ordering and in-store pickup great transparent loyalty program sunnyside rewards Illinois' favorite dispensary from city to the burbs Champaign tube south beloit and wrigleyville to river north uh, the Chicago athlete that made me feel good this week, uh, clearly, Cody Bellinger. <laughs> no one has made me feel better than Cody Bellinger this week. Also just goes very well with the Cody Bellinger memes. Um, what about you? <laughs> um,
0: I mean, yeah, totally Cody Bellinger. Mm-hmm. I think just watching him play baseball, mm-hmm. no matter who you root for, yeah. like watching a good Cody Bellinger play baseball is just good for the
2: game. Absolutely. So. Yeah, Robbie's celebrating him right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Robbie is. Also, I would assume re resigning with the Bulls makes me feel good, too. Um, oh, yeah, there you go. That's that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Our Bulls, friend, Our friend, yeah, CSU friend, uh, I would <laughs> uh So some some Sunnyside House brands include the Mindy's, the best-tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard, award-winning chef Mindy Siegel, and Cresco Labs. Uh, there's another one called Good News, which is a gummy. It's a gummy. It's a rechargeable rechargeable vape pen and cart. Perfect for great moments with the crew Uh, through August head to sunnyside.shop and use code C H G O 25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code, pick up everything you need to elevate your summer must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. Another Chicago athlete that made me feel good this week. Justin Fields said he's going to throw 4,000 yards. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Manifest it. That said, uh, I wanted to say, um, I had a buddy who texted me yesterday who said he was going to Sunnyside. He's actually a Cardinals fan. He texted me and said, I'm going to Sunnyside and using that code. And then I told him, you can use it more than once. There you go. So And he's it's like, oh, easy. I'm definitely going back. <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> it's that easy, baby. Uh, but let me tell you about
0: Lewis. Students are just like you. Full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms go back to school to earn a respected degree at Lewis University. 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, ranked as one of the U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges, Lewis partners with the numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening, online, and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education education. Faculty bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. We offer career support and academic resources for adult students. Looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right program for you. Lewis offers several career-focused programs that will set you up for success. We're just going to highlight one here, the Lewis program in computer science. It's got eight-week sessions, can be completed in one year, Concentrations in software engineering, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, digital forensics, enterprise, and cloud computing. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at LewisU.edu slash you can do this.
1: Yeah, that's a, a computer science degree It'll probably help you get a job within the Cubs front office too. Yeah. So Work on that Ivy system that you, they got. Yeah. If you don't like Jed Hoyer, take his job. <laughs> Start by doing that at Lewis. University, am I right? Um, <laughs> we got one more Discord question, Stephen. I think it's from Gary Ross. Our friend, Gary Ross. Gary Ross is probably the most active person in the, in the Discord, and we appreciate him for that.
0: Also, wait, Barbara says, why is Ryan wearing a Mariner's hat? This is not. This is a Mexico. I was say, that's a Mexico hat. This is a Mexico hat from the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> Come on, Barb.
2: <laughs> Which, by the way, we are live, if you didn't realize. Alright. Um, okay. Go ahead. Got a Steven. Rule Five question from Gary Ross here. Since there's a lot of Rule Five prospects eligible this offseason, do you think the Cubs may be packaging them together to either get younger, higher upside prospects, or quantity over quality to look for a big leaguer who could help in the future? Ryan, I'm gonna leave that with you, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I'm <laughs> our friends over at Northside Bound have uh, they always update their list. Um, so as of July 13th, there are. Very many <laughs> players that are would be Rule 5 draft eligible. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of looking through a list right now of, like, names that we've all kind of heard. Cole Franklin is on there. DJ hers Darius Hill, um, Porter Hodge, Bailey Horn. Like, there's a lot of names that probably are even on, like, the you know, they're, they're on, some of them are on the top 30 prospect lists. Um, and just names that we've heard a lot over, you know, however many years that they've been in the system. So it looks like there's a good amount of them. Um, I would think that that's a possibility, you know, maybe even guys that are higher up in the system, just kind of blocked, you know, Uh, maybe a possibility as far as getting um, some, you know, major league talent at a different position than those guys play or or whatever it is Uh, maybe getting, if, if they do decide to buy, they want to bolster that bullpen or something like this is another way to to do that. As far as like, some of these guys are going to be eligible for the Rule Five Draft because they aren't on the forty man right, and they might get taken. Like you never really know who was going to get taken. I forgot who you know the Cubs. Lo- I think they, I don't remember who they lost this last year. I think they lost someone in the Rule Five Draft. There might have been the I minor sure. league.
1: I just remember we were all afraid that we were going to lose Cam Sanders, and then he. Well, yeah, that.
0: he yeah he didn't get picked, but I know like like Brennan Davis was someone that they protected. Ryan Jensen was one, Jensen one of those surprise protection picks. Uh, yeah, I don't remember who they lost in the Rule Five is last year, but like there may be some surprises, and um, you know sometimes you may want to for some of these guys get some value, get some non Rule Five eligible value for them that you're not just kind of risking losing these guys it's a it's, i mean the 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 roster stuff rule 5 like there's so much like stuff at play when that goes into these decisions but um you know Gary mentions the rule 5 that may be that may be an avenue they take as far as clearing up some of this depth that they have in the system this rule 5 draft eligible depth um and getting someone that could help the major league team if they do decide to buy
1: yeah i really don't that's the be- that's the best answer. Brady
0: <laughs> said the fact he can't remember who they lost shows your roll five isn't that big of a deal. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean that's that's kind of a good way to put it. I mean, right. it, but you do run that risk of losing someone that mm-hmm. another team might value. So
1: I'm intrigued to see who the Cubs put on the 40 man that are like on that are like prospects. You know, they obviously did that last year, and they're gonna have to probably do that again this year. So um, we got a f- we got some questions in the chat. If we yeah, want to go to that, we got a few questions here. We got what 10 minutes left, Steven? Eight minutes. Yeah, eight minutes. If we're going to be technical, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Um, The Jedi of Chicago. What happens if the Cubs trade Strowman for an MLB-ready third baseman and keep Bellinger for the season? Does that happen, or is it an all or nothing between Strow and Belly? I guess for me, um, Hmm. I still think it depends on like where the team is. Like I do think that they could, that they will trade Strowman no matter what. At this point, and I'm not saying that just because he's not pitching well and that I'm, like, tired of him. I'm saying that because the Cubs do have a lot of pitching prospects that they're high on, and I think that they want to give some of these guys an opportunity. Now, the difference between that and Cody Bellinger is, even though they have PCA and, you know, Alcantara, um, Bellinger is a proven, proven commodity, just like Stroman, but we're talking about an MVP caliber player who is playing at an MVP form right now. Sure, yes, I think selling go ahead and trading him and then trying to re-sign him in the offseason makes tons of sense. Um but that goes back to like what I was saying like if they do it in a week or whatever and they go 5 and whatever, like I could still see them trading Stroman and holding on to Bellinger. I think it's very unlikely that that happens. I think it's more likely that they do trade both or keep both, but it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if they just traded one and kept the other.
0: Why are you laughing? Because Barb our friend Barb. Okay. But
1: okay. <laughs> she, thought you're laughing at me.
0: No no, she mm. asked does Ryan know Mexico lost the WBC? I'm I'm very much aware. <laughs> She's out here of trolling
1: you, bro. I am very
0: much aware that Mexico did not win the She's WBC. Barb's out here just trolling. Fuck. <laughs> very much aware. Also the uh, chat has updated me that it was Chris Clark that they lost and actually Chris got Clark. back. Yeah, They got back from the Mariners um, through you know, just <laughs> all the Rule 5 draft and, and the months after that function. So they did get him back, so he's back in the system. So yeah. there's another example of maybe the Rule 5 draft isn't all it's hyped up to be.
1: Do you have yeah. a take to what the question we just read?
0: Sorry, I was. You're gonna have to remind me about what the question was. Oh, was it about trading Strowman and he basically and, and was asking Bellinger. Yeah. Okay. Is
1: it possible that they could do that? Yes.
0: Uh, I mean, it's possible. I I don't know it that it's possible. I don't know that's likely. I mean, I think if you're looking at it and like like Strowman may be more likely to go than Bellinger,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I guess, but. He is thirty in his thirties. Bellinger's twenty eight. I understand the i like the the baseball dis- business decision re- regarding trading Bellinger, considering he'll be a free agent. But I don't know. Like I could I could see the Cubs still trading Stroman if they have a good week this week. I
0: I, I would say it's possible. I would say I would lean more towards if one of them goes, the other does too.
2: Yeah, um, same.
0: Because that would be a obviously weird balance of like you're trading. Either a guy who's playing out of his mind as the best hitter in baseball this month, yeah. uh, or you're trading a guy who for most of the season has pitched like a scion contender, mm-hmm. um, but you're keeping the other one. Like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me if you're gonna go one direction. You're right. If you're gonna if you're gonna buy if you're going to buy, you wanna go for it. Mm-hmm. Um I do I, think
1: it depends on like what they would be able to get back for Stroman. Like oh, if that they too. could get like a guy who could pitch right away, then great. Um Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think if you're going to trade either of them, you're probably going to trade both. Yeah. I think that's kind of where
1: I'd lean, but
0: the Cubs would like to surprise us. Yeah. And they've done that all week.
1: Uh, Brady, with a question, says, Does Ian Happ and Suzuki being signed at $20 million a year limit the Cubs' willingness to tie down Bellinger? $65 million plus per year for your outfield would be actually wild. Um... I don't really know what uh, I don't. I, really don't know how so. to answer. <laughs> I don't think so.
0: I don't think so, because you know, as people have pointed out, you can move Bellinger to first base. It's true, he plays great defense in center field, and if he's this hitter for the next, if you give him like a five-year contract and he be, he remains this hitter through his prime years, like you're obviously okay with that. Um, they do believe that Ian Happ and Say Suzuki have more in them. Obviously, like they signed Say Suzuki mm-hmm. for a pretty sizable contract for a reason. Um, I don't see those two contracts limiting um, what they would do with Bellinger. Um, you know, PCA has a is someone that might factor into what they do with Bellinger. Um, Mervis, I think they were hoping that would he would factor into what they do with Bellinger, but he hasn't done that yet. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like the money that they owe Ian Happ and Say Suzuki, I don't see that. I don't see those two being on the team, being the reason the Cubs. Do not re-sign Cody Bellinger. I don't think that what they're paying those two guys um, really has because they're not you know they're not getting paid crazy money like they are getting paid a decent amount of money but not insane levels. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cubs could afford, I think, to re-sign Bellinger depending what he wants and what the market is for him. They could probably, I would assume, that they can afford to re-sign him and not feel like they're giving too much money to the outfield. I don't think that I don't think that happened. Suzuki's contracts really affected that
1: much. Yeah, yeah, I. I I guess in general, I don't think that I don't think any player on the roster is affecting them paying someone like Cody Bellinger. Because again, I don't think Cody Bellinger is going to make. I don't like. I don't think he's getting over two hundred million dollars. I think at this point, considering the hot man month he has, depend. Say he has very good August and September's. I still think you're probably talking around five years, one fifty, or you know, five maybe six years. One seventy, so I don't know, some less than two hundred million. I'll say that for over a five to six year contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's just my guess. I would be shocked if he got over that, but also Boris is his, is his uh agent, so you know, some if some team is just really believes that he's going to be MVP Bellinger for them, then it, then sure. And I I I'm I think Bellinger could the reason I, I think we all want Bellinger is because he looks like a guy that you kind of want to build around. Again, he's not in his thirties. He's 28 and he's young and he's plays gold glove defense and he has left handed power. Like this team is, is needed that. Right. Yeah. And I know this year outside of May when he was hurt, like he's pretty much been that, you know? And so it's, to me it, Whatever you have to pay Cody Bellinger isn't holding this team back.
0: No, and I also think that we still you know, we still have two months left in the season. Like he has Yeah. He he's has not to prove, gonna play this well in August. <laughs> he has to prove that he could still be a consistent good player, because but just be good. He right. had that really good April and he had some struggles to start May, you know. That's and then true. he got hurt and took yeah. him a little bit to come back. So he's got to kind of prove towards the end of the season that he's for sure back to Cody Bellinger. So mm. I think we revisit this and like Two months. <laughs> yeah, honestly, because yeah. then then we'll really know. The well, then we'll really know what people are willing to give him. Because I saw yeah. people talking about extending him after April, and I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> he had an awesome month. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, this is Cody Bellinger that's been not very good for like two to three years prior to that. Like, yeah. give him. I, I mean, I've said it the whole season. We've talked about it. I'm like, give him the season before we really consider mm-hmm. extending him because he has yeah. to go out and, and prove that he can get through the, the end of the year mm-hmm. healthy and playing like. At least close to what Cody Bellinger was before, and
1: I've gen- I've generally agreed with that with that take. Like, I I think that you are the Cubs are in a very unique position with Cody Bellinger. They they haven't been in a position like this with anyone in like recent years at all. This guy isn't like again not in his 30s or anything. You know, maybe Chris Bryant's the closest thing, but he was he was a rental, and you knew that it it was pretty much writing on the wall that you weren't going to resign him. Uh, because you're going a different direction organizationally um, and it's proved to be the right decision whether you want to agree with that or not I think most of us would agree with that so other than that though like I can't think of a player of his age and his talent that's come around and you've just given this you know flyer slash prove it deal and and it's worked out like this I can't think of one no, I
0: mean I, I, I can't think of it especially this last um, Competitive window, they yeah. haven't really had. I don't think they definitely. I definitely don't think they had that. Right. I mean, Kimbrell may may have been the closest thing. You know, yeah. He was. I mean, he wasn't a one year prove it deal, but he was a guy that literally couldn't get signed in the off because they signed him in June that year. Yeah. I want to say so he was like, he's like. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy that literally couldn't get signed in the off season, yeah. and they were able to sign him because of the Ben Zobrist money that they saved. Like. Yeah. So, and that's the closest comparison in my in my eyes as far as like they're giving this guy a deal and a shot mm-hmm. to go out and do it.
1: Okay, do we have any other questions? Did you mark any others down, Stephen? I think we got all of them. We're good? He got them all. He all right. Uh, okay, well, uh, thanks for everyone tuning in today's show. Oh, hold on. We have another ad to read. Uh, I forgot. Also, I wanted to mention on this day in 2020, Kyle Hendricks threw the complete game shutout against the Brewers on opening day in the COVID year. Um, I, I just wanted to point that out because it was, it was a good uh, – it was one of the more like probably we talked like we talked a lot about Kyle Hendricks last week and how it could have been his last start at Wrigley Field as a Cub. That was probably like even though there was no one in the stands for that, that was probably one of the best starts I've ever seen him pitch. So happy anniversary to that. Um, you can ha- you can celebrate that anniversary with Goose Island guys. C H O supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. Uh, you got the Goose IPA, the Tropical Beer Hug, the 312 Wheat Ale, and the Full Pocket Pilsner. Everyone knows I'm big on, honestly, I'm big on like all four of those. <laughs> I had some beer hugs yesterday before I went to beautiful historic Wrigley Field. And uh, like it says in our ad, ad read, uh, that 9.9% alcohol uh, percentage, it's dangerously easy to drink, let me tell you. Um, it's probably be my favorite one right now. What's your favorite one right now, Ryan? It's always going to be 312. I've
0: been able to try most of them now in the mm-hmm. office. But three one two is always going to have a special place in my
1: heart. Yeah, uh, no doubt. We got we just restocked the fridge uh, here oh, in the office last week, so I'm excited to have one here soon. Beer bad is still banned. Got to go. Have a ha, got to have a good week for the beer back to come back, guys. Uh, so grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive. Grab ultra fresh brewery ex- exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Why they gave us an ad to read after the third segment, I don't know. But we do what they tell us to do. Uh, We're back tomorrow, pre and post, I believe, Cubs, Sox. Um, And then, obviously, we have the Crosstown Takeover on Wednesday, so there won't be a show Wednesday. Uh, But if you're coming out to the Takeover on the south side... I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna be surrounded by nothing but white Sox fans, so please come help me like get through that even though I don't know what they're gonna say to me because they're gonna be they're in a much worse situation than the Cubs. Sorry Stephen. Um, that that's what makes me feel good I guess in some aspects like there are some organizations in a much worse situation 19 than the Cubs. games under 500 and a team that's Beautiful. supposed to be in the winning window. so that's what makes me feel good about the Cubs. <laughs>
2: Thanks Cody ruined my day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Um. So, again, uh, pre and post tomorrow, it'll be – I got to find out who's going to do that. Ryan, you're going to be on the south I'll side. I'll be on the south side. On the south side, so I'm going to – Oh, Luke. Luke will be back tomorrow. Oh, you weren't supposed to spoil it. I already did. We told people last week. Did we? Yeah. Nah, I wasn't here. Yeah, we did. We, we, still, we still have we, to make an entrance. Yeah. we will. Luke will be back, so it'll be me and Luke, and maybe I can get Corey to come in here with us too. Um, and uh, then, yeah, again, take over on Wednesday. So we'll see you guys out there. But uh, until tomorrow, everyone, thanks for dropping in. Check out the CSO Cubs podcast. See you tomorrow. Bye. Love you.